another episode of CAMP, weekly podcast on all things automation. Uh, my name is Joyce Zhang. I'm the Senior Intelligent Automation Program Manager. And today uh, I am hosting Peter Camp, CTO and founder here at Camp Tech Software. And today our topic that we'll be discussing is just overall common questions about RPA. So let's get down to it, Peter. What is RPA? A uh, very common question um, and a very straightforward answer. So RPA stands for Robotic Process Automation. Essentially, the way I describe it to people is um, we're building software robots uh, to help with desktop automation. So basically, we're building these bots to read screens like humans would, interact with applications like a human would, um, and create tasks and workflows that are highly repeatable um, that can be done over and over again, either on demand or scheduled. Um, so RPA is just the mechanism in which we can uh, interact with the applications and you know drive screens that way. So it'll be able to perform the tasks that a regular person would do. So more or less like data entry from one system into another then. Yeah, that's a fairly common use case. Um, yeah, data entry or you know running reports or you know, in, in the case of like insurance or healthcare, you know, submitting claims, uh, getting claim statuses. Uh, you know, we have a, our company works in a variety of different industries. So there's a lot of different use cases that we can use RPA for. RPA itself has actually been around for over 30 years. Um, it was coined the term RPA by Phil first from um, HFS. And, you know, Blue Prism kind of went with it after that. So it was really, for someone that's been in this industry and created applications, um, it was great to have a name for what we were doing um, because before it was called like scripting or you know basically automation scripting or whatever it might be. Um, right. So RPAs, you know, and UiPath and others have really done a great job um, marketing the term, you know, bringing it to market, getting it, uh, you know, as regular vernacular. Um, so you know, we're really happy about that. So is it? also AI or AI is also RPA or how does the two relate? Uh, another great question. <laughs> There's a lot of confusion. Um, you know, frequently people come to us, new customers will say, I, we need AI and they really just need RPA. Um, RPA right. uses AI um, for some sophisticated actions, uh, particularly using computer vision that are, you know, AI models underneath the, underneath the hood. Um, but frequently, you have to think of RPA is uh, the hands um, and AI is the head. So AI does all the logic, the reasoning, you know, complex logic, um, things you see with like ChatGPT, mm -hmm. AI, um, where RPA is actually carrying out those instructions and, you know, basically doing the functional work on the desktop. Okay. So more hands-on versus um, AI is more predictive. Yes. In the tasks that you want to complete. Okay. Um, so what? So I'm hearing a lot of acronyms. You got AI. You got RPA. So I also have heard of API. How is? What is the difference between RPA and API, and when can you use it? Yeah. So that's a fairly common question. Um, uh, 
a fully functional API that does everything is always the first preference. Um, you know, there's there's no substitute for having that connectivity between two systems with a fully formed API. That being said, um, APIs are actually fairly limited in scope usually. Um, so they don't they may do 90% of the work. The last 10% are, you know, it's not available or it, it comes up short. So like RPA is really helpful in that case where we don't have to necessarily use an API. We can connect on the front end just like a user would um, log into the application, interact with the application, and interact between two different applications. So you know we have a host of Epic customers that you know are really looking at integration with ServiceNow, and there isn't there's limited API connections between Epic and ServiceNow. So RPA is extremely helpful in that respect. Um, but I will say too, uh, you know, with today's modern RPA platforms like UiPath and Automation Anywhere, or even Power Automate for that matter, you can always use RPA as part of your automation. So we we do that quite a bit. Um, we use cloud APIs. Uh, we use you know even their APIs with the applications like in Salesforce. We'll utilize those. So you can kind of have the best of both worlds where you can utilize APIs where they're available, then use RPA to do the rest of the work. Right, right. Um, so what what kind of companies are using RPA right now and what kind of tools can RPA integrate with? Yeah, I mean, any company in any industry can use RPA. Um, you know, I think the adoption of RPA, particularly in the 2018 to 2020 period, um, the growth phase was mostly financial services, I would say. Um, okay. You know, we've had... We've now seen the uptick in healthcare. Healthcare is actually the number two hottest RPA uh, industry right now behind manufacturing, which makes sense as well. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, manufacturing, financial services, healthcare, you know, supply chain, um, transit companies, uh, insurance, obviously. Um, the public sector is actually uh, has a mandate from the from the public from the government to from the White House actually to automate a percentage of their um, tasks it, using AI, RPA, et cetera. So, you know, we're seeing more adoption in the public sector as well. Okay. Um, so lots of different companies are jumping on board. Um, certainly there are conferences happening, right? And companies are, stakeholders are understanding more what RPA can do and what it can do for their companies. Yeah. They um, bring up conferences um we've been to two conferences in the last month uh vibe which is the healthcare it conference and then hims which is the national conference um a lot of the sessions we're talking about ai and talking about automation intelligent automation um you know both in the clinical realm and the revenue cycle realm or just throughout the enterprise you know creating assistive technologies snowflake and databricks had huge boosts at hims where five years ago, they wouldn't have had those boosts. They may have minimal boosts, but AI and what we're calling RPA is really on the forefront, uh, particularly in healthcare right now. So what would you say to someone, because I get this question a lot, they're, uh, I meet clients, they're kind of hesitant, um, and it's always, what if, well, what if the, we, of course, we refer to our RPA automations as bots, uh, uh, to personify them but 
you know, I always get the question of, well, what if the bot does this? And what if the bot does that? Well, I don't want it to, you know, do something bad is usually what I, the, the term that I always hear is bad. Um, right. So how, how, how do you usually address that? Yeah, I mean, you know, the way we answer that question usually as well, it's not dissimilar to a user, um, a, an employee at your company. Um, so you need to treat a bot that way and put the proper level of governance and security around the bot so they only can work on the applications that you've given them app access to. And even within those applications, they can only do a subset of, you know, you wouldn't give an RPA bot an ad admin rights to a you know Salesforce, for instance. Sure. Um, sure. You, would, you would just give them the access that the user would need to carry out the task. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but it's... It's no different than hiring an employee and, you know, you're giving them a login, Active Directory credentials um, in most cases, and you're monitoring it. You're monitoring what the, what the uh, bot's doing, both from, you know, a system security standpoint, but also an output standpoint. You know, all our bots create reports when they run. You know, you can audit what the bot did or didn't do. And then, you know, obviously you have um, admins of said systems that are you know, just looking at general transactions overall. So like, you know, basically treat these bots just like you can a regular employee. Yeah, and the thing that I usually tell people um, when I get asked this question is, you know, you have RPA and then you have AI. And when we say bots, they're like, oh, oh boy, you know, um, it's actually like a robot that they're doing something, but when in reality it's not. And I like to tell my uh, clients when they are concerned um, and say, you know, the, it's this, uh, the bot is not sentient, right? It's not going to go out and start doing things. And uh, so uh, that you, it's not programmed to do, you know, if it's not there, it's not there. It's just going to say there is an error. Um, you know, it's not growing legs or anything. It's not, no. there's no learning model behind it. It's, it's this or that. And if it's not right. any, then it just stops. Right. Um, and so I think that people tend to conflate AI and RPA, um, which goes back to our early question, you know, what the difference is. Um, so now that we've kind of set the groundwork of what it can do, um, different systems and tools they can access. Um, is there a general example that you can provide um, on how this completely functions from a use case? Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few, as you know. Um, you know, anything that's repeatable and doable um, by a middle person. So like, we have a use case with one of our clients where there's a group of people that are having to index um, health orders and doctor's notes or doctor's requests into a system. So we have someone actually looking at these documents and verifying that the information is correct in the system. That's a job that could easily be automated. Um, and there's a whole host of these jobs out there that people are having to do manual intervention. You know, I've heard of VPs of finance having to run reports at the end of the month and create, you know, do everything via Excel and have this properly formatted document and it's it's crazy because that could all be automated. So I mean anything that's repeatable like data entry type things like you're taking one data taking data from a system or a database or Excel spreadsheet and having to put that into a system over and over again. 
Um, we have a client actually uh, that does utility bills. They have, I think, 800 utility bills come in a month. And so our bots basically read these utility bills, take the values and put them into their system. Um, previously, it was someone having to do that, you know, 20 hours a week, keying that in. So obviously there's a lot of value there. So it's it's really what we like to call, like, or we say mundane tasks that are, you know, we're basically pushing data from one place to another and all that can be done with a RPA robot. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when people say, oh, I'm going to use RPA, what about my job? Um, I think this is actually a great opportunity to train up someone who is doing this rote manual tasks of, you know, copy and pasting, typing, typing um, for an eight hour day, and then, um, you know, professionally develop them into, um, you know, junior analysts maybe, right. so that they can actually get these reports out and then process them and analyze what went wrong, uh, what did go right, um, report those metrics up up the chain. Um, so I think that is actually one of the benefits, I feel, um, of having uh, RPA part of the tool set within an yeah. automation company. One of the things I frequently say and think to myself is, you know, for forever, humans, like technologies, we've, we've served technology. We have to do all this extra work on the computers or, you know, data entry, this or that. Now's the time we're going to reverse it, where technology is going to start working for us, um, and, and in very intelligent ways too. I mean, the ChatGPT use cases are a great example of that. Like, you know, that there's people out there that are having to research five different things, and you just throw it at ChatGPT, and they'll give you 95% of the answer. Um, mm -hmm. So it's like things like that that are just, you know, very intensive. I guess you could say data intensive or manually intensive. Those those use cases are going to become less and less um, because we have technology like RPA and AI to tackle it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's all the questions that I have. Um, thank you for giving us your time and being very generous. Um, so that's all for this week. We'll see you in the next one. Like and subscribe.